0: Mm, bacon smells nice.
1: Bacon. So does All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. Oh, Alex Dyson, I played one of my two favourite games of late uh, last night. Um, Was it um, the Emoji Movie Game? No, which we should play very short soon, one of these days. No, one of my favourite games at the moment, um, Hangover or COVID. That's, <laughs> uh, that's one of my games. <laughs> <laughs> That i've enjoyed playing particularly on a uh monday morning but uh the other game is uh do we go to the hospital or not uh it's usually revolving my one and a half year old daughter and it it, it we played this game a, a surprising amount of times last night a hand swollen. We're like, oh my god. Okay, this looks bizarre. We're not. We're not sure. We're doing late night health direct line. You know, yeah. calls. We're, we're worried about going to the to the hospital because there's people who could be going there ill. You know, so we're like, okay, if we go, and then we get COVID, will we regret of go, having gone? We're a bit worried. a hand swollen. Anyways, we get we get advice on the health direct line. They say you can wait 12 hours. We did that. We go to the doctor this morning. He's like, I'm pretty sure, that's a big mosquito bite. So we, we have since cooled our jets, um, but yeah. you know, always be careful, you can never be too safe.
2: No, as parents, you've got to be very, you know, attentive yes, to uh, your children's needs and stuff. Speaking of which, we are talking to a parent today, a parent, probably Australia's favourite parent after the, this week. She found out that her son Trey was going to be debuting for the Collingwood Magpies and uh, it went everywhere. I'm playing my first game tomorrow.
3: Oh, f*** off. Are you joking? Yeah, no, I am. Oh, my God, Trey, that is unbelievable. Yeah, no, it's good. The whole team fall over or something, didn't
2: they? Very funny lady, and uh, we had a chat with her, and I tell you what, you want to be listening to Fiona Rusko. We got to talk to her just before the match, Last night, and so, yeah, it was uh, very entertaining and we uh, look forward to hearing exactly uh, how it feels for a, for a parent when their child debuts on a professional contact sport.
1: Yeah, he's going to be debuting for the uh, Magpies. And speaking of pies, we're asking you, what have you found in your food? <laughs> uh, we we uh, This is based on a uh, story that's come out from the UK recently about uh, mm. some uh, discoveries found in some nuggets and also... We should give a massive shout-out to
2: Dave from Glass Animals. Well, I was going to say, speaking of finding glass in your chicken nuggets, Glass Animals (laughs) is going to be (laughs) on the show. Dave?
1: Okay, (laughs) you
2: are clutching, mate. Reaching. (laughs) Clucking. Clucking at nuggets. Uh, This is All Day Breakfast. Can you tell it's a Friday? (laughs)
4: Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go.
0: Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
2: Now, Matt O'Kine, it was a real honour to look at the charts this week and see that Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast has passed a million listeners. We Can we once again please thank you for listening? Um, we couldn't have done it without you and your incredible ears and uh, also talk back because I have laughed a al- A lot the last few months, but pretty much all of it has been talking to All Day Breakfast listeners, which has been uh, wonderful. But there is someone else, Matt, who, who we should thank because we wouldn't have been able to make a million without his help, without his guidance, without his advice.
1: Oh, my gosh. Absolutely. Without our next guest, we would have just been, you know, a couple of turtles in the sewers of New York City, just probably, you know, doing Tai Chi. He turned us into absolute ninjas and uh we couldn't thank him more absolutely uh please welcome to matt and alex all day breakfast a big return for the podcast sensei hello podcast sensei are you there
4: (laughs) oh jesus oh yes boys hello how are you Uh, sorry oh that was too hot, too much (laughs)
2: That's okay, yes. podcast sensei. People understand that because you podcast so much and so well, your, vo- your the good parts of your voice are used up for podcasts, <laughs> and go- you revert back to your awful, coughing, dreadful yes. of you self off air. I'm,
4: I'm I'm always trying to appear in a puff of smoke, but sometimes <laughs> you load up the smoke charge too much, and it can it can in the end take away from the theatrical entrance that you wanted to make. And it, it doesn't. You'd think for a, someone that's a sensei of an audio medium. I would have abandoned smoke as a trick. But I haven't because I <laughs> I keep things real. Congratulations on hitting that sweet Millie. Obviously what? couldn't do it without me. And I appreciate that sentiment <laughs> floated by me and seconded by me. And I appreciate it.
1: Do you I mean? Is it a case of you know the, the student suddenly becoming the master? How
4: does no, contest- when I wouldn't get too carried away. I, <laughs> uh, it's a good, it's nice to hit your first million, obviously,
5: <laughs> but I
4: <laughs> hope I'm not detecting. Uh, too much cockiness. Small amount of cockiness. <laughs> of course not. Podcasts, sure. Say. No, 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 sorry. Bow sorry, at sorry. Always <laughs> bow <laughs> my friend. Sorry. We always podcast. bow at your. Altar, well, I mean, it is just, just re. I mean, you know. Well, you appreciate the bowing, but there was a little bit of talking about becoming a new master from the students. <laughs> so. No, no, no. I'm
1: here. I'm still kneeling for uh, podcast and say so. Thank you. Also, what carpet mm-hmm. is this? My knees are uh, very, very uh, comfortable as I bow before you. So thank you.
4: You are welcome. That is, I, I deliberately, knowing how much kneeling will happen in here with people bowing down before me, I deliberately get quad pile shag. It's a New Zealand, <laughs> it's a New Zealand wall, I didn't really pay attention when I'm putting it in, but it's very expensive. Um, but thank I'm, you, thank you. I'm digressing because, listen, you have extracted your first melee and I believe you've done it without bots, correct? Yes. Um, I mean, is
1: that, can we confirm
2: that? <laughs> I don't know. There are quite a few sexy ladies following us on Instagram uh, at the moment. Podcast yeah, yes. sensei. So I, I, I don't know say, if they also guys. listen.
4: Who cares? You know, that can happen sometimes. You can have a million followers on Instagram, but only four people leaving comments. It's confusing, but that's the world. That's the world of digital. I, exactly. I think as your sensei, I am willing for you to put this on your poster. One million downloads, almost certainly botless. That's as high as you can get. Thank you, thank
2: you. That's good. Well, that, that is really nice. But I was, I was wondering, in terms of, you know, in terms of karate, you measure progression in a, in a student's, uh, in terms of coloured belts. How do they, how do you measure progression in the, in the world of podcasting?
4: Usually, the level of iPhone case. So what you've done here is progressed <laughs> from your basic silicon <laughs> to a fake leather. Congratulations <laughs> The next level Is your initials on the fake Leather, good luck When you hit 2 million, almost Certainly botless downloads Wow, thank you I just can't oh. wait to get a
2: flip phone That the case flips around the leather You know, like a book
4: Oh, patience, both patience, yes And 4 million <laughs> downloads It's a fake Harry Potter spell book That opens up and <laughs> your phone inside. But welcome welcome well, to fake leather
1: thank you so much and look uh, we won't we won't uh, keep you too long podcasts and say we know that you have uh, you know rec- records to do uh, yeah, all no, day
4: not, not really no thank you <laughs> very busy of course a man of my stature in demand
2: of course the podcast said says temple is in Melbourne so
4: <laughs> yes <laughs> no where to go <laughs> enjoying speaking to real people. This is quite a strange real people that he did not either make or marry.
2: (laughs) 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 All right, Podcast Sensei, thank you so much for talking to us once again. Your grasshoppers have become a full-on locust plague, and uh, we couldn't have done it without you. So thanks again, my friend, and we will catch you at uh, 2Milli. Catch you at 2Milli, boys.
4: Bye. Oh, fluff. Yeah, the, sm- the smoke's going. Yeah, good. Well done. That's the noise I was looking for. I think. <laughs> I think I said fluff. Ah, I'm out. Coffee? Yeah, coffee.
5: A seventh coffee never hurt anyone. Oh, well, I feel a buzz.
2: Now, Matt, we are in the midst of a AFL footy extravaganza. Twenty-two games in twenty-two days. Uh, in order to fit as many games in before the finals as possible. And one of the big stories during the week was a debutante for Collingwood, giving his mum a call to let her know that he was going to be making his AFL debut. Uh, the the Collingwood player's name is Trey Rusco. His mum's name's Fiona, and her response <laughs> garnered a big reaction. Uh, very honest, very energetic. She seems like an absolute incredible person. And we actually got to find out if that was true yesterday. And the answer is yes. Yeah, absolutely. In the lead up
1: to her son's debut on the big stage, we got to chat to mum Fiona. And this is how it went down. Hello. G'day Fiona, it so great to have you on our show. We, uh, you went viral yesterday uh, with uh, your response, your reaction to the news that your son is co- suddenly going to be playing for the uh, Collingwood Football Club. This is what it sounded like. How are you going? Good mate, but uh, how about
3: a phone call every now and then?
1: <laughs> i just got something to tell you. What
3: love, what have you done, what
1: do you want, something like that? Uh, I'm playing my first game tomorrow. What? I'm playing my first game tomorrow, debut. Oh, f*** off. Are you
3: joking? Yeah, no, I am. Oh, my God, Trey, that is unbelievable. Yeah, I know, it's good. Are you stirring
1: me up? No, I'm not, I'm
0: serious. Oh, Trey,
3: that is so good. I can't believe it. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's good. Did whole fall
0: over
2: or something, did they? Fiona, that was a brilliant reaction. You were honestly surprised. Talk us through the moment. Well...
3: I was very surprised and um of course we had no idea because Trey had just been here in Perth for a three week stint but he'd been in isolation for two weeks and obviously had a week off and he could come and see us for a couple of hours a day with the boys dropping him off and all that. And uh we went and watched him play a couple of uh scratches and he seemed to be you know, seemed to do well and he said the coaches were happy with him and we thought great, but at no point did we ever think that he was gonna get a game this year. We just didn't think he would. And um, to get a phone call like that, as you can see from the video, (laughs) I was unprepared. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was
1: so great. And the reaction was so uh, honest and sincere but so excited. But, I mean, I have to admit straight away, as soon as you got the call, you said, why haven't you called me lately? Has he been a bit slack with with the phone calls, not enough credit maybe on the phone?
3: Oh, he's got plenty of credit on his phone. He can't use that as an excuse because mummy still pays it. So, yeah, oh, don't God. worry about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. And, um, good. So there's no excuse. That's what I keep telling him. Don't call me, mate, and the phone gets cut.
2: How oh, okay. So how often, how frequent uh, are you sitting here, Fiona, for a phone call from Trey?
3: Look, he's normally very good. The only reason I said that is because cause he flew out on Monday and mm. i have been trying to ring him all day on Tuesday to see how he was going over there in the hub and how, you know, that all settled in and blah, blah, blah. And um, he kept declining me all day. You know how you know. Oh, hit, to to hit the decline.
1: Oh, so oh no. So in the
3: morning, I thought to myself, no, I'm not ringing him. Stuff him. I'm not <laughs> ringing him. I'll see how long it takes. And then when he rang, I thought, oh, what does he want? He wants more money. Uber Eats. Always get me to do Can i do Uber Eats. Yeah. On my credit card. Oh, he's good. <laughs> He's good. <laughs>
2: tell you what, he knows so, he knows how to work it by the the sounds of things, Fiona. I mean, obviously you're oh, a big yeah. big supporter of him. You can tell how much uh, love there is in the Rusco family uh, for Trey. You would have seen a lot of his junior games as well. You you're the kind of parent who is pretty vocal from the sidelines.
3: No, as Trae, you can ask Trey this. Trey would always say after every game he's ever played, he'd get in the car. And the first thing he says, Mum. Do not make a comment about the game because you did not once watch. I looked over and you were talking to your friends the whole time. <laughs> oh, <know>. really? <laughs> I wouldn't have known what was going on.
1: <laughs> but, um, I mean, it does sound like you are still incredibly supportive. I mean, the fact that you're on the sidelines every game is, is a really oh, yeah. beautiful look, thing. It's been,
3: yeah. And, look, we, you know, a lot of parents do it. I haven't done anything that any parent that I know doesn't do here in Perth and all over Australia, obviously, for their kids. And, you know, we get just as much enjoyment of watching them play as what they do playing, and it's so good for them. And for him to actually um, get this far and get a game, I mean, who would ever think? It's like a dream come true for Trey, and, and I just hope he makes the most of it today. And he does, you know, the uh, pie is really proud, and he does well.
2: Absolutely. I mean, at the time we're talking to you, the game's about to start and you've just been FaceTimed in for the jumper ceremony where yes. our first gamer gets presented with an official team jumper. How did that I, go?
3: I, well, that was shit because everyone kept talking <laughs> and so all I'd see is all my friends and we're going, shut up! <laughs> all we did was yell at the screen. Shut up! Everyone was trying to go, no one was quiet, of course. So I saw it, but very quickly. So we just got back to the Champagne. Out the back, having champagne, waiting for the game to start now.
1: And uh, look, before we go, Fiona, I should ask. I mean, what what does this mean for Trey? And you know, knowing you know, seeing him grow up, everything. What does it mean to him to play for the, oh, for the look, pies? He
3: ha- oh, he loves the pies. He, I mean, we haven't been supporters of the pies obviously in the past, but honestly, they have been fantastic with Trey, and he loves every one of those guys and the whole club is unbelievable. Honestly, I never would have thought that. <laughs> that was as good as what they are. They're fantastic. They've made him feel so welcome, as us, and they've been so supportive. So no wonder he's he's gone beyond what we ever thought he'd do in such a short time.
2: Oh, well, it's a credit to him. And, you know, it's such a tough thing, professional sport. I don't have the discipline for it. So so, I'd really admire Trey (laughs) to be able to do that. Wish him well in the first game. I mean, are you a little bit nervous watching the first game? I was so excited uh, for another Collingwood debutant earlier in the year. Will Kelly... Kicked a oh, yeah. goal with his first kick. I it was know. an incredible moment, and then later in the match, I fractured know. his arm uh, in a pretty terrible fall. Are you how nervous are you that something you know could happen to your no, to your darling I'm not boy?
3: Nervous. I'm not nervous at all. I've had a couple of champagnes, and to be honest with you, I have been that inundated. It's been all about me for the last twenty four hours. I feel a little <laughs> bit guilty, but <laughs> I haven't even had time to think about Trey. I'm going Trey who. <laughs> 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 soak it up, absolutely well, up Fiona. Absolutely soak it up. We're this will trail go on, but I won't. Need to set up something
2: where you are special comments. Let's get rid of Bruce McElvaney Let's get, get rid, rid of, of Brian Bring Taylor. Bring me on. Bring me on. Fiona Roscoe, special comments for the footy. We're calling it here at All Day Breakfast with Matt and Alex. We thank you very much for joining us, and uh, best of luck with the match.
3: Thank you, and go pies. Up the pies. Yeah. See you, boys.
4: Order up. Just
2: how you like it, perfect. Well, Matt, it was only a matter of time. Only a matter of time with masks <laughs> becoming parts of our everyday and being required in food service. That one found its way into a little bit of Tucker. Yeah, with masks that close to your face, it was
1: only a matter of time until one became food. Uh, <laughs> a mum in the UK has actually found, been quite horrified by finding inside her McDonald's meal, uh, inside her 20 nugget pack, that at least in at least two of the nuggets, they found uh, pieces of blue surgical face mask baked into the actual nugget.
2: So it's not just you opening your carton I mean, usually it's you're exciting to find a little bit extra in your nuggets But um, <laughs> yeah. not when it's a surgical mask baked in to the already questionable chicken uh, So, obviously like, no good
1: It's not like it's a fortune cookie, you know, where you break it open And a mini mask comes out with some fortune written on it You'd be like, oh, that's, that's handy and protective, thank you <laughs> And you know, it's like, it's, and also I love that it was found in two of them, which made, made me think at first that they've found mask in one and been like, oh, there's mask in this. Oh, well, better keep eating. <laughs> <laughs> and found it in the second one and thought, nah, that's it.
2: <laughs> but, you know
1: what? This, these all might have
2: mask in it. <laughs> anyway, it's not great, but it does lead to the question what have you found in your food?
1: Have you, found, have you ever found anything,
2: Alex Dyson, much? Uh, nothing of those grossness. I think it, it's just been like caterpillars and stuff. Like, Yeah, things. yeah. I remember, well, I remember at school camp in year 10, one girl going, there, there's a maggot in my rice. Oh, and no. And uh, the teacher comes over and goes, no, 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 no. It's okay, everyone. It's okay. It's just a rice weevil. <laughs> like, oh. What? Way to make us feel better about that. Just a rice weevil. Great. I remember
1: me and my friends uh, ordered a pizza from a p- quite a popular, you know, delivery pizza chain. This is ten years ago or so. And we opened it up and uh there was an earring in it. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. And we called <laughs> up we called up the restaurant and said, uh There's an earring in our pizza. And the manager turned around and said Oh, someone lost an earring. <laughs> and this girl at the back started laughing. And said, "Yeah, that's me." And so they delivered us a new one. <laughs> Thank you. Swapped the earring
2: with the driver on the way out. So, um, did you eat the rest of the pieces? You just leave the earring piece, or
1: they give you a free pizza? So
2: essentially, you I know. But the f- original one—did you just throw that all out, or did you just eat around it?
1: Yeah, well, mate, the, the earrings are tiny
2: Your pizzas, buddy, large.
1: <laughs> mate. I'm not going to throw out seven good pieces just because one got a little bit of earwax in it. Come on, get out of (laughs) here. All right,
2: well, let's uh, let's see what you have found in your food. Ben is joining us. Ben, uh, your dad found a little treat in a samosa.
0: Yeah, he did. Um, I took my girlfriend at the time up to meet them from Melbourne up to Mackay, and mum and dad wanted to take us out for dinner. And everything was going along pretty smooth. And ordered some samosas for an entree. And it's taken a bite out of his, and he's made you know that sound that dads make when they hit something they're not supposed to hit, or chilling oh. their teeth or something. Oh. oh, deep, like yeah, that deep. Oh. oh. And we sort of stopped the conversation and looked over, <laughs> and he s- spat out this little rock thing out of his samosa. Oh made that ting when it hits the plate and we looked at it and we're like that's not a rock that's a tooth no
2: wait wait wait, 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 tell me it was his tooth it was his
1: tooth (laughs) sure
0: that was the first that was the first question we asked we're like is that is that yours and he's stuck his finger in his mouth and he's like nah that's not my tooth (laughs) (laughs) and we've just we've just stopped eating called the the manager over and like mate what is going on here is like who's making these things and you know, they offered us all free dinner and everything like that. We're like, nah, we can't, we can't eat, we've got to go. <laughs> and, so, um, yeah,
2: just like Matt, just go, Oh, is anyone back here lost a tooth? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's me.
0: Yeah, it just well, the, fell out into a samosa. <laughs> we talked about it all the drive home. We stopped at a bottle on the way home to grab some beers, and we're like, like How do you lose a tooth? Someone out the back has surely <laughs> lost one of their teeth. And, um, we went in, grabbed some beers and come back into the car and mum was just in hysterics and dad was red. And uh yeah, it turns out it was his tooth.
3: It was his oh, tooth <laughs> So after,
0: after going off at the poor bloke who's managing oh, the restaurant. No. <laughs> so he bought him a bottle of wine and went back and said sorry and
1: Oh, well, that's, oh, that's great. Well, there you go. Always check, is it my thing that's in this food? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's, what, right. that's what I love. We talked about the McDonald's nuggets lady. She might have uh, been like, oh, there's mask in this nugget, not realising that she hadn't taken her mask off first. She's <laughs> just <laughs> trying to ram nuggets through her mask into her teeth. Um, anyway, thanks very much, Ben. Cheers, guys. Hey, uh, Kate from Gladstone, also uh, (laughs) Queensland story on the line. Kate, how are
5: you? I'm good. How are you?
1: Great, thank you. And uh, what have you found in your food?
5: It wasn't me. It was my dad. Always happens to the
2: dads, doesn't it?
5: (laughs) (laughs) The (laughs) most unlucky people on earth. (laughs) Aren't they? Poor dads. Um, It it was Easter and we had got uh, hot cross buns from a popular bakery franchise, and he had bit into it, and out came a blue band aid. With,
1: Ooh, I mean, <laughs> with what? You're gonna say with with what? Just,
5: just with the, the mouthful, but it like it wasn't a new band aid that
1: no, it was straight. in the loop. It was in the it loop. Was in the yeah. It was now in
2: the, the reason they are blue. <laughs> is so that <laughs> they don't get lost in food. They're easily seeable. And if they come off, you can see them. And this person obviously just...
5: And look, it, it it definitely wasn't a fun find for poor dad. Um, and he did take them back to the business and said, look, <laughs> this is what we found. And they were absolutely horrified. Mm. And, and dad got a 12-month free bakery franchise... Um, for, for whatever he wanted, so.
1: Oh, what month, he could just go back any time. Just grab. I'll have a. I'll have a scroll. I'll have a bacon and cheese yeah. roll. Thank you.
2: Hold the band aid. It
5: was a, a tag. They had a tag that they would write up what he took, and yeah, there was there was no limit to it. So.
1: I'd cup a mouthful of Band-Aid for a year's (laughs) of bakery goods, honestly. bakery (laughs)
5: goods, (laughs) yeah. That's that's worked out pretty well. I always
1: love a
2: story (laughs) with a happy ending, so thank you very much for that one, Kate. Really appreciate it. No worries. If you found something in your food, if something's dropped off a finger into a finger bun, please (laughs) let us know about it. Matt.add.alyx on Instagram. Hey, we're going to be
1: chatting to Dave from Glass Animals very, very shortly. Absolutely cannot wait. He's such a legend.
2: That's coming up on All Day Breakfast. all day breakfast Matt kind when i hear that there's new music from glass animals ge- is coming out i get excited because this is what they've given us the world so far so excited that Dave from Glass Animals is joining us live from his studio in the UK. How are you Dave? What's up? Yeah, I'm really really well. How are you? Not too oh, bad, although I've got great. a bone to pick with you, my friend, because Ooh, the yeah. other night in my house it was just Hit a me. casual Tuesday evening, okay? Uh suddenly my um girlfriend Woods who put on your song because she's been absolutely rinsing heat waves. We started having a little bop in the kitchen <laughs> and then I'm like, oh, put on Youth by Glass Animals. We had a dance to that. Next we're playing some foals. Next we're playing some Franz Ferdinand. And then we're headbanging to Muse and Tuesday night got out of control, my friend, and I blame you. <laughs> I hold you personally
6: responsible. I'm not sorry in any way. It sounds, you know what? It sounds like you needed that. I, I think everyone needs that once in a while. I'm I'm glad to start the fire, start the party. But I like the mashup you just played of all this. I think we should release it as like Alex's super remix or something. Well, mm-hmm.
1: I mean, it's it's a testament to the range that you guys uh, have. And one uh, what, what of the things I find most impressive about Glass Animals is some of the, I think, I think it's fair to say some of the risks you take with your sound and with your style, you really seem to um, not just take make bold choices but back yourself with the choices that you may make and i'm and i'm so interested to hear dave when do you know something hits
6: usually i have a gut instinct i know within like i don't know five minutes of starting something with or not i i like it and so i have lo- i have like a graveyard a huge graveyard of these like tiny sketches that are all like a minute long i spent three minutes on been like this is going to go nowhere. It? It's not even got the beginnings of anything slightly good. Um, so, most of the stuff I do is pure garbage like that. <laughs> Every once in a while, you just get this like gut instinct, and that you just got to run with that because you kind of lose it sort of quickly. You start writing a piece of music and you're like, oh, this feels really good. This feels good. I don't know what it is. And then the more you work on, once you get past that half an hour, that gut instinct's gone. You just have to remember that.
2: So you've got sort of got your own glass animals sort of op shop or, you know, thrift store with old discarded ideas that you run through. And actually, if I could match this Hawaiian top with these <laughs> corduroy <laughs> pants, and then suddenly you've got an incredible song, aka outfit. I've done that.
6: I've done that sometimes. I've, like, been through the, the old file, the graveyard folder, and... I mean, most of the time, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, what was I thinking? And um, <laughs> that is just horrible music. And like sometimes trying to get like, it's really late at night, trying to get really experimental and you're kind of overdoing it and you're like slapping a fish with a shoe. Um, <laughs> yeah, really feeling it. It's like new, you found a new note. Um, but, yeah.
1: What's one of the biggest risks you reckon you uh, you wrote making this album? It's I think there's some lyrical,
6: it's different lyrically. It's super, super personal and I've never really done that. There's one song, Agnes, on the last record that was quite personal. And this time I've just like gone in, I've ripped all the plasters off and there's some pretty, yeah, I'm still quite uncomfortable with that. my mum growing up was always like, never talk about yourself. Think about others first. Um, and I've totally gone against her word. Sorry, Mum, but it's basically. Basically, I kind of realised that a lot of my favourite songs are really, really personal from someone else's perspective, and that kind of makes you feel, as a listener, it makes you feel a lot less like alone when you're feeling a certain way, feeling a bit strange or confused. And I, Agnes from the last record, I think when we released that, had a lot of people sent some really nice like letters and things about that. And I was like that worked uh try it again
1: yeah for sure and so when when you when you talk about going personal what parts are you hitting that that make you nervous basically the album
6: goes through like from my first memory ever i i grew up in in texas in america so it starts there and then it goes through like all the like weird confusing uncertain parts of like some like funny You know, it's like first, like really fumbly experiences with relationships when you don't really know what's happening and you're like confused. And yeah, then there's, um, there's like sad stuff first, like experience where someone like you really love has hurt you. And then also like the reverse of that when you've been a real asshole to someone else and just kind of going through and accepting this, you know, it's okay. Be, you're going to be an asshole at some point in life.
2: Yeah, goodness. It's, it's really nice to hear. Like, And listening to the lyrics, I mean, you've always been able to give us some incredible lyrics that haven't necessarily been done before, some words that have never been put in songs together before, which I really love. And what I picked out was um, watching Friends late at night. Is that, is that you? Is that a personal thing to, to Dave from Glass Animals that you do? Is that uh, your late-night binge show? I've definitely been, I'm, more, I'm more of a Seinfeld person.
6: I really oh, like don't Seinfeld. talk to
1: Alex about it. He watch, <laughs> is he still – he literally watches – there was a few years there where he watched Seinfeld every single afternoon and would just get to the well, end of season you nine. <laughs> you doing you as well. Okay, f- <laughs> favourite Seinfeld moment. What is it? Go for it. Um, I – whoa. It's
6: <laughs> so money. Um, I really like the uh, – Silly Jerry episode when they make <laughs> they make he gets made out of pasta and then um
0: because the, the
6: you're silly is man. And I just the proctologist that the butt doctor um yeah.
0: that's
6: so funny.
1: Um that's my um, favorite Jay, line's probably yeah, while we're while we're on
2: the topic, um probably when George pulls the golf ball out of the whales uh blowhole and starts his big spiel by going, the sea was angry that day, my friends. Like an old man trying to send back soup to Delhi. It doesn't make sense. Just doesn't.
6: Oh, it's, it's, there's so many good lines. There's so many good lines, and you don't always clock them the first time you watch. That's yeah. why you can watch them again.
1: A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that um, it was announced that Splendor in the Grass, obviously, been cancelled, uh, moved to 2021. You guys were on the bill this year, and that's been uh, postponed. Is that you know? Do you have any? favorite moment from Splendour in the Grass or, or any festival like that that you, you know, you, you certainly miss the, the vibe of? Oh, we've never done Splendour in the Grass. Oh, This would have been oh. take take one. And not
6: only was it going to be the first time we did it, we were going to be playing before The Strokes, um, <laughs> which is like one of my all-time favorite bands. And not only that, we have a... We have a football match. Well, we were going to have we are going to have a football match. We've been trying to play soccer with the Strokes for like years since this festival called Lollapalooza that happens in South America, and we were playing at the same time as that, like just before them but that festival too. And kept trying to do a football match, but we kept having like promo and stuff that couldn't be moved. It was so annoying. So oh well, we were going to heard- have it.
1: I hope you're not supposed to be playing a soccer match with them right now and you've come on Matt and Alice because uh,
6: get out there and go. No, don't worry. It's 8 o'clock here. I don't think they're awake yet. Yeah, don't worry. How,
2: I reckon, you know, I'm not a betting man at all by any stretch, Dave, but I reckon I'd, I'd put money on glass animals. I reckon you'd be the EPL yeah. of, uh, of you know, bands playing soccer and they'd definitely be the MLS, the major <laughs> yeah. league soccer. I reckon that you would absolutely do a number on them, my friend. Do you think? I mean, just because uh, we're deceptively shaped,
6: I'd say. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, we talk a good game, and like Joe, a drummer, like turns up and he's got like all the fresh kit on and like fresh shoes, um, and Ed does the same, and we're just not very good.
1: Who who plays goalkeeper? Because <laughs> yeah. there's always the fight about who plays goalkeeper.
6: Yeah, that's normally Ed because he's really like gangly. He's got <laughs> he's got he can spread his arms out like twice the width of the goal, so that that works for us. We've also basically hired all of our touring crew based on how you know we audition them and make sure they're really good. <laughs> it. Um, yeah. so we really bolster, it. yeah.
1: Yeah, that, the sounds the, 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 the gigs up. sound terrible, but you're, you're winning every game <laughs> off uh off,
2: every off the stage. celebrity match that you're involved <laughs> in, yeah.
6: Yeah, uh, I think we've we've had two wins so far. I think we beat Bonobo, and uh, I've, I actually forgot who it was that, that we beat, uh, the Metronomy.
1: Oh, oh nice one. Well, it would have been 3 out of 3 against the strokes. So sad that you couldn't make yeah, it.
2: Yeah. I played against um, Mumford and Sons one year and they were pretty handy on the pitch. Yeah, old Marcus was a ride Yeah. They were okay. So maybe that could be that they could be your next challenges. <laughs> All right, it's on. It's hey, <laughs> I hey, um,
1: I want to uh, we want to thank you Dave for coming on being a part of Matt and Alex's uh, all-day breakfast. We're very excited about Dreamland if you uh If you haven't had a chance to listen or you're
2: planning to listen, get onto it straight away. Good luck and hopefully see you uh, in Australia very soon. Um, Absolutely demolishing the strokes at football and uh, absolutely demolishing the amphitheatre at Splitter of the Grass. We look forward to it, my friend. I'm excited. Thanks so much for having me, guys.
1: Thanks so much for joining us again on All Day Breakfast. We love having you here at the table.
2: Exactly right. Uh, thank you very much to Fiona Rusko, um, mum of the week, uh, joining us after <laughs> her son debuted in the AFL last night. What a What a fun lady. Definitely keen to get behind her, to get in the commentary booth. Uh, over the next little while.
1: Yeah, it's such a mad shout-out to Dave from Glass Animals as well. Thank you. And, hey, look, if you're looking to hang out with us over the weekend as well, don't forget that we always have a little bit of a sit-down and a chat over a very long Saturday lunch.
2: That's right. Our uh, guest this week is Delta Goodrum. You might have heard a bit of our chat earlier in the week uh, when she joined us, but this is it. The, uh, the editor's... Clippers have been Editors put away. Day off.
1: That's what happens. Exactly they...
2: right, and so yeah. uh, you get the full chat. i got to tell you, this was a really, really good one. Um, we covered everything, uh, including yeah, Delta's battle with cancer back in the day. And um, i got to tell you, I got a, I got a bit emotional during the chat.
1: Really, really um, impressive musician person. Um, yeah, great, an absolute joy to uh, hang out with over the uh, lunch table. So please join us for that tomorrow. That drops around about 6am. And also, if you're still around,
2: (laughs) when the sun goes down, Alex Dyson... I tell you what, that's when my stomach starts grumbling, madokine, and I need a snack. And uh, who better to have a little chat with us at midnight on Saturday than Mr. Hamish Blake. Sure, you may see it in your feeds on a Sunday morning, but feel free to uh, download it from whenever you like. Yeah, he's one of the funniest persons
1: that I've ever, literally ever, ever met, uh, ever associated with. So it's an absolute absolute pleasure to have him on the show. Thanks to all the callers. What have you found in your food? Look, if you've found something in your food, don't forget to get in touch with us at matt.ann.alex on Instagram. Or if anything you relate to hits your ears, then get in touch. Hope you have a good one. Happy weekend. This is All Day Breakfast.
2: We'll see you on Monday morning where we can play Is Matt Hung Over or Does He Have the
3: Virus? <laughs>
5: <laughs> That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Matt
3: and